0: From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman.
1: The parent company of Sears and Kmart
0: is shutting down 150 stores.
2: Radio Shack filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy for the second time in. J.C. J- Penney has announced that it will close as many as 140 stores.
0: Ralph Lauren is cutting jobs and shutting down its flagship polo store on New York's 5th Avenue in Manhattan.
2: Macy says it is going ahead with plans to close 68 stores across the country and then restructure its remaining business.
0: It's a terrible time for a lot of retailers, and as they shut their doors, they're leaving behind vacant storefronts across New York City and empty shopping malls across the country. What was once a town square in many communities is now a ghost town. It's been a slow, steady decline, but it's really picked up in the past year, even as the economy continues to grow and consumers are spending. So what is going on? Have we fallen out of love with shopping? With me are Derek Thompson with The Atlantic and Haley Peterson with Business Insider. And Derek, is, is this the end of the mall?
1: It is not the end of the mall. There are about 1,200 malls in America right now. Uh, the most pessimistic researchers think that in about 10 years, there will be 900. 900 malls is not the death of malls. That's still a lot of malls, but it still means 25% decline. I think what you're seeing is at least two or three things. First of all, Everybody knows e-commerce, Amazon is taking up a lot of this market. Number two, probably less discussed, is just how overbuilt we are with malls. We now have 40% more shopping space per capita than Canada, 10 times more than Germany. And number three, Americans are moving a lot of their spending from materialism, from clothes, to experiences like travel and restaurants. Restaurant and bar sales are now growing uh, 50% faster than the rest of retail combined. So you take these three factors together, the rise of e-commerce, the overbuilding of shopping space, and the renaissance in restaurants right now, and you have what is essentially a perfect storm for retailers.
0: Haley, what are you seeing when you're doing a reporting and seeing these stores that are closing? Are there some that are in worse shape? Are there some that are doing things more wrong than others
2: so if you look at the department stores, those are the ones that are really struggling the most right now. But those that are doing well are discount stores like TJ Maxx and Marshalls and Dollar Stores and Aldi and Trader Joe's. Shoppers don't really care about brand names anymore. They want what's cheap and what's convenient.
0: So Derek, what is working well when it comes to malls or and any sort of shopping experience of bringing people in? What is succeeding? We've been talking about the hallowing out
1: of the middle when it comes to income for a long time. And what we might be seeing right now is the hallowing out of the middle in retail. Just like Haley said, it's these department stores that were sort of right down the middle that are struggling a lot, but some luxury stores are still doing very, very well. Some luxury malls, or at least higher malls in higher income areas, doing extremely well, and you still have this incredible proliferation of discounters. But yeah, it's the middle that's really struggling. I was just shopping in Soho a few weekends ago looking for a shirt. Uh, The name of the store I was at, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, it rhymes with Shrub Monaco. I walked in, immediately it says 40 to 50% off everything in the store. Like, is this a clearance? What the heck is going on? I walked downstairs and they had free alcohol, free, pretty high end whiskey. So free booze and 50% discounts at a fairly high end store in the middle of Soho. I think that
0: is a taking of the temperature of just how much a lot of retailers right now are struggling. So Haley, how do these bankruptcies and closings ripple through the financial world?
2: So investors in bonds called CMBS, which are commercial mortgage-backed securities, are getting hit really hard by these mall failures because the CMBSs are backed by the mall property's rental income, which has been falling. The rental income falls whenever a tenant like JCPenney or Sears, whenever uh, one of them leaves a building in a mall, that rental income falls. That mall ends up often eventually defaulting on its debt if it's in an area um, that is less wealthy area, not like the malls uh, that are what we qualify as A-level malls, which have anchors like Neiman Marcus and Sachs, more high-end luxury malls, which are doing much better. But um, these investors in these CMBSs are just completely losing their investments here because these malls are all defaulting.
0: So what happens to these malls that they basically become like zombie malls where there's uh, not a lot of retail, not a lot of shopping, or they're just closed down altogether, what kind of effect does it have on the community?
2: It becomes a long, drawn-out process that, that really can have a devastating effect on the local communities. First, the big anchor stores go, and then the middle of the mall stores go, and with them go jobs. Then surrounding buildings around the mall end up going vacant, and then crime comes in. It's, it's a really bad domino effect.
0: So, Derek, what does it take if I'm a retailer and I want to turn things around and not have to use whiskey or huge discounts to get people to come into my store, what's it going to work?
1: Uh, this is a really, really hard question. I mean, because right now what you're seeing is that basically anything that can be sold in the store can be sold online, right? You know, many years ago we were saying, alright, well, Amazon can do books, they can do video games or something, but no one wants to shop for clothes online. Well, you know, tell that to Bonobos, tell that to Warby Parker. People are fine shopping for stuff online. It is really, really efficient, um, and they know that they can get sort of free returns. Uh, right now, the malls that are succeeding are, like Haley said, the ones that are Are either have really high end anchors or they're in high end places. So I'm from McLean, Virginia, and there's this uh, mall called Tyson's Corner, which when I was a kid was this sort of smallish mall that we sometimes went to for movies or P.F. Chang's. Now it is basically a megatropolis. An enormous uh, suburban, essentially city, has grown up around this mall. So it's sort of the flip side of this, right? When a mall fails, uh, it can lead to sort of uh, blight in that area. But when a mall succeeds, it can essentially anchor, you know, a, a new suburban thriving. Um, So, uh, you know, malls are really, really important parts of of the urban infrastructure um, and the urban fabric, and it really can
0: be terrible when they go away. So, Haley, predict for me, what is the future of retail going to look like?
2: That's really hard to predict, but I would say that you're going to see a further consolidation of malls and retailers. There's going to be a lot more retail bankruptcies this year, and uh, a ton of malls are going to shut down. That said, about 300 malls in America qualify as A-level malls, and those are experiencing some of their highest tenancy in years. And so they're doing really, really well, and those will continue to stick around and continue to grow.
0: So, Derek, what's your prediction for what's going to happen with retail? Uh, Two predictions. First of all, you're going to see a decline
1: in cashiers and retail salespeople, two of the largest job categories in America, and enormous growth in warehousing. About 960,000 people work there now. Wages are going really, really quickly. The second thing I think is really interesting that's going to happen is with the growth of autonomous vehicles. I think a lot of retailers are going to see uh, autonomous cars as real estate. And so they're going to put their merchandise in these cars, and cars are going to be the future of retail. You're on your phone. And it'll just drive
0: up right up to you and you you can click
1: CVS and it drives right up to you with a toothbrush.
0: Well, Derek Thompson is a senior editor at The Atlantic and Haley Peterson is a senior correspondent for Business Insider. Thank you both for joining.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And I'm Charlie Herman. And this is Money Talking from WNYC.